today on Doomed. It is the shortest day of the year. Well, at least now, while I am live on this Tuesday night, December 21st, 2021. I don't know when you're watching this, but right now, live, it is the shortest day of the year. And on this dark, oh so dark, long night, we have a lot to talk about. Trump booed over receiving a booster. Uh, the Turning Point USA America Fest, which uh, from the clips I'm about to show you seems more like a total cringe fest. Uh, we got a former Republican congresswoman who turned CNN contributor, just honestly, with what might be one of the dumbest uh, news segments I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but before we get into it, let me pull myself up on the stream. Where am I? I just lost the, uh, here it is. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Doomed with Matt Binder. A uh, bit of a different show today. I've done these ones before. This isn't going to be a full Matt solo show. What this is going to be is this is going to be a... Second half of the show, you know, the usual second half where we do clips, take calls. But for everyone, I'm going to put this up uh, for patrons. This is going to be, this is obviously for people watching live. I'm also going to give this to freebies. It's a weird week. We got, you know, Christmas Eve on Friday. People are going to be busy uh, on the, all throughout this week. The show is usually on Thursday. People are going to be in traveling mode, going to see family mode, last-minute shopping mode. Um, so December 23rd, the usual Thursday, uh, wasn't going to work out. So we're doing a full-blown fun show tonight. Usually this is Twitch Tuesdays. I'm on YouTube right now and Twitch. YouTube.com slash Matt Binder. Twitch.tv slash Matt Binder. Join me wherever you'd like. Still not monetized on YouTube. It's been a month now. They should have given me a decision. It's a month since I reapplied. Still no word from YouTube. We might have to do a little bit of a, a public uh, shaming soon. We might. We might. Um, but over on Twitch, you could support this show still, obviously. Via your free Prime subscriptions, where you basically rob from Jeff Bezos to give to me. If you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you can give me a free Twitch Prime subscription um, to my channel, twitch.tv slash mapbender, or you could pay money and you know subscribe there too. Uh, also, patreon.com slash mapbender, the best way to support this show. We are a mere weeks away from another Matt Binder production launching. The crypto show, my crypto, Bitcoin, blockchain, Ethereum, Dogecoin, every other meme coin, altcoin, shitcoin you could think of, Web3, NFTs, all that fun stuff. A show all about, uh, you know, the grifters, the carnies, the scammers, you know, basically uh, the new Silicon Valley. Uh, that will be... Uh, Coming up in just a few short weeks, all the details will be out. You guys, I'm I'm excited for this one. I'm already I'm already I've already gotten a sneak peek at what the um the podcast uh, cover art is gonna be, and I I love it. It's great. 
my vision, my, my vision put on paper. Um, so yeah, uh, all that and more in the coming weeks, but tonight, tonight we have a lot of fun clips. Also, phone lines are open. Open up your Skype app, search Doomed Live, and there I am. Call me. I'll take your calls. Um, and uh, we can have a discussion. Uh, let's let's get right into these clips. I actually wanted to start the show on a very high note, and that is by playing what I think might be my favorite uh seg- news segment clip of the year um i played it last week on my war on christmas episode with parker malloy we watched this trump interview together but i i we watched the full blown thing we watched like numerous clips on it but the first clip the first clip uh was a lot of fun and i actually wanted wanted to watch it again <laughs> So let's do this. Let's let's let me pull it up. Give me a second here. It's gonna play some old clip that I played last week. Oh yeah, the people who wanted their Applebee's, right? That w- that was a fun one. All right. So so, <laughs> I this really might be one of my favorite clips I've ever seen. It's it's so over the maybe I'm just not used to Trump. He's been gone for so long now, out of the limelight. But this clip is just amazing to me. I wanted to watch it again. I promise it's the only repeat clip. But anyway. As I was saying, uh, last week I played this clip uh, with my guest Parker Malloy in the War on Christmas episode I did on my show. Uh, but it, I've been thinking about it all week, honestly. I, I can't stop thinking about how over the top Trump is in this. And again, as I was saying before, I, I'm not quite sure if this is because I'm, you know, Trump has been out of my system for so long. I haven't seen, I'm not watching him every day. That every he seems brand new to me. But uh, this is. Uh, I, I, it's, I, let's just play it. This is Trump with Mike Huckabee on Newsmax. I mean, literally, this is like, I mean, this is like seeing like a former like uh, pro wrestling legend on like, I don't know, Impact Wrestling in like, what, 2000 and, or, or today, honestly, <laughs> like a, a former WWE superstar. Former world champion showing up on Impact Wrestling today. Uh, that's that's what this is like to me, seeing these guys on Newsmax, quite honestly. But um, let's let's play this clip, get ourselves into the holiday spirit. Oh Christ! <laughs> America had gone through a long period where people quit saying Merry Christmas. Mike Huckabee, like I said last week, uh, you know I can't. This is the dudes, the dudes. Obviously, getting ready to be Santa Claus for next year. That's what that's my only guess. He's going for you know Scott Calvin. Right when he finds out he's turning into Santa Claus in the hit Christmas film, The Santa Claus. It's all happy holidays. You deliberately changed that that's and true. openly said, "Merry Christmas." We're going to say it again. In fact, it was that part of my campaign. My yeah. the country had. Started with this woke, I guess, uh, a little bit before that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was embarrassing for stores to say Merry Christmas. You'd see these big chains. They want your money, but they don't want to say Merry Christmas. And they'd use reds and they'd use whites and snow, but they wouldn't say Christmas. Yeah. Mm. Mm. They use reds and whites and snow. All things that uh, do have uses for outside of Christmas, quite honestly. 
And when I started campaigning, this was in 2015, when I started campaigning, I said, you're going to say Merry Christmas again. And now people are saying it. Of course, they're not saying a lot of other things like George Washington, Abraham. <laughs> I'll go back a little bit. First of all, first of all, uh, like I discussed with Parker uh, last week, no one stopped saying Merry Christmas. The holidays are here again. And I still say Merry Christmas to people. I still say Happy Holidays, too. I say both, wherever it is relevant. Um, there are holidays other than Christmas. There is the Christmas holiday on December 25th. Both are true. Neither is mutually exclusive. Um, I mean, Christmas, and I'm a sucker for Christmas. I love it. Love the holidays, love Christmas, love, love the whole shebang. I love the, the movies, the decorations, all the, you know, all the bullshit, all the corny, the songs. I love it. I love it. I'm a sucker for it, okay? Get a little bit emotional. Feel warm and fuzzy, get a little bit depressed. It's the end of the year. I hate the end of the year list stuff. I hate like the New Year stuff, like, oh, year in review. I don't like that shit. Time is a human construct. A year, we made up a year. Who cares? Who cares? But Christmas, I love it. And I can tell you, as a leftist, there's a lot of people who like Christmas. A lot of people don't like Christmas. A lot of people like. All sorts of things. A lot of people don't like all sorts of things. This isn't exclusive to Christmas either. Uh, but one thing that's not missing from our daily lives is Christmas. You go into any store, Christmas is in your face. You put on the radio, Christmas is in your face. Put on the TV, Christmas is in your face. The streaming platforms, Christmas movies in your face. Every TV show usually has a Christmas uh, episode. Not really episodes for other holidays, usually. Sometimes, maybe. It's a Halloween episode, but Christmas episode for sure. There's a whole movie genre that's Christmas movies. You don't get that with any other holiday. Horror movies don't count because that's not exclusively for Halloween, by the way. Uh, but yeah. Come on. But, but hold on. I want to go back because I got a real kick out of this part last week. Now people are saying it. Of course, they're not saying a lot of other things like George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson. You know, those names are being obliterated. Now, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 you know, growing up as a kid born in the late 80s, my youth in the 90s, my teen years in the 2000s, early 2000s, 20s for 2010 to 2020, pretty much. I mean, I, 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 I don't recall the whole George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Ben Franklin. I don't recall that as being part of the holiday spirit. I mean, I got to assume he's talking about something else that's not Christmas related, yet at the same time. Don't recall any holiday or event where people are just shouting George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe on like John Wilkes Booth Day, there are some people who celebrate it by just shouting Abe Lincoln. As in like, there he is, get him. I don't know. I don't know. But as far as I know, I, I don't know what he's talking about. I 
are you talking about? Because of craziness. But uh, they are saying Merry Christmas again. We got that. That was a big part of what I was doing. And I would say it all the time during that period that we want them to say Merry Christmas. Don't shop at stores that don't say Merry Christmas. I don't don't know any store that doesn't say uh, Merry Christmas. Every store has a Santa Claus, the Christmas presents with the Christmas trees on them, the, the, the Christmas lights. Don't know what the hell this guy's talking about. If there's one place that Christmas is definitely not missing from, it is retail stores. I mean, come on. We brought it back very quickly. You really did. And I think a lot of people appreciated that it was a part of the American culture. It was a part of who we are. It wasn't uh, to exclude anybody. It was just simply a celebration of what America does at Christmas. And America and the world, but America loves Christmas. Yeah. And whether you're Muslim, whether you're Christian, whether you're Jewish, everyone loves Christmas. And they say Merry Christmas until... Well, that's debatable. I don't know uh, about that. I don't know if every Muslim and every Jewish person loves Christmas. I'm sure there are. Uh, But, I mean, it's probably why... If you do want Muslim people and Jewish people and all sorts of different people to celebrate during this season, that's why Happy Holidays is probably a great unifying sort of way to uh, classify it all, quite honestly. Crazy people came along and they wanted to stop it along with everything else. So I was very proud of that, actually. Remember, I used to say, we will say Merry Christmas again in front of these massive crowds of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of my favorite clips. It really is great. I especially love the Titanic sinking-esque yet like Christmas sort of mix in there. Holiday music. That was great. I love the stock footage. I love the stock. What do we got here? Let's see. We got, right, we got the interview. We got the stock footage of. Okay, we got a, a a presidential medallion, Christmas ornament, a woman unwrapping a Christmas ornament, a Christmas ornament on a Christmas tree. We got ooh a snowy Christmas tree with some Christmas ornament balls. Ooh, an American flag ornament on a Christmas tree. Oh, my personal favorite, a be best ornament, uh, available at uh. Trumpstore.us, I'm sure. Uh, Don't confuse it with Melania's recent NFT collection. This is actually a physical ornament. We got woman placing heart ornament on Christmas tree. Uh, Here's more Trump interview. Oh, oh, we got uh, adult family members exchanging Christmas gifts in front of uh, what looks like a bottle of alcohol. Very festive. We got an old grandpa-esque man watching his uh, granddaughter, I assume, at the Christmas dinner table, eating what looks like a a knish. Very odd. Very odd. Don't know what you'd be doing. I love knishes. Uh, Don't know what they'd be doing at the Christmas dinner. Uh, Maybe it's not a knish. What is it? Maybe maybe, maybe this could be a lobster roll, sort of an upscale family, maybe. Or perhaps... Perhaps could be a turkey wrap, maybe a you know 
Christmas dinner went wrong. Had to order some uh, Subway catering for Christmas. I don't know. And a young couple with young child. Uh, father helping, young father putting, helping young young son put ornament on the tree. Uh, just how I decorate the tree with my son. I hold his hand, extend it for an elongated period of time. Uh, way longer than it takes to actually clip on the ornament to a branch on the tree. Very bizarre. With the Christmas, with the putting an ornament on the tree with the Christmas gifts already sitting under the tree. So some late decorating, I guess. Some late decorating. And then, uh, ooh, one of those fancy homes with like the uh, the window bench. Uh, with very festive Merry Christmas pillowcases on that bench. And three, count them, three Christmas wreaths. I mean, you ain't having, you ain't doing Christmas unless you got three wreaths hung, folks. Three wreaths hung, folks. My God. I love it, though. I love it. Love the festiveness. Love it. Don't think there's any uh, one on Christmas. Uh, Don't. Uh, think Trump brought anything back. Um, but Merry Christmas. Dinah Cat loves me. Says I think that was just a dinner roll, Matt. Excuse you, Dinah Cat. Let's no. That's not just a dinner roll. Look. Oh wait. Yeah. It looked like it was like a, a like a, a wrap stuff with something, but on a second look, yeah, that's just a dinner roll with a big old bite in it. I stand corrected. I'm spreading misinformation about the Christmas dinner. All right. What's next? What's next? We got so much. Uh, let's. We know we're talking Trump. Let's jump right in. Let's jump right into this. But look. All right. Let's jump right into this. So. Again, phone lines open. Skype. Open up Skype. Doomed live. Ooh, excuse me. Doomed live. Uh, thermodynamics points out. Hold on. Let me. I gotta go back to this actually because that's. That's a good point. That's a good point there. Thermodynamics points out that they're having a white people Christmas. I, th- I think you're right. I think this stock footage uh, where they talk about how inclusive Christmas is. I believe uh, Newsmax picked some very uh, strictly solely white families. Let's take a look. We are oh, white family for sure there. Uh okay, white family definitely has that be best ornament. Don't we need to see white family? Oh, white white definitely white. Uh white family. Maybe maybe if we really maybe possibly Spain, Spanish, but like European Spanish, aka white, Caucasian, so still white, but maybe maybe that's maybe that's where they get possibly with that guy and and that woman. Sure, maybe. Uh, definitely white right there. Yep, yep, yep. And definitely white there. Yeah, all right. Yep. White. And that, the family with that house, definitely white. Definitely white. All right, let's get to this Trump, uh, 
but look. All right, so you probably heard about this. Uh, maybe you didn't. So Trump is on tour with Bill O'Reilly, a big old uh, holiday tour, I guess. I don't even know what they're calling it. Probably should have looked it up. I should probably look. Let me, let me, let me look up what this is called. Because uh, I'm sure it probably has some over-the-top patriotic uh, stupid name. Uh, oh. Okay, here we go. So, <laughs> Trump is on tour right now with Bill O'Reilly. Remember him? Uh, the guy who had a Fox News show for a very long time. And then all of a sudden, Trump is elected and he's on for a little bit longer. And all of a sudden, 2017, he uh, is ousted from his program due to uh, various allegations of the uh, sexual nature, uh, inappropriateness from Bill O'Reilly. Uh, and so he gets booted, and now apparently he just does the, a podcast, like uh, like me. Uh, without, I didn't have a show, no allegations here. I just, that's just the podcast parts, like me, to be clear. Uh, but anyway, President, you know, former President Trump is on tour with Bill O'Reilly. It's called, get this, The History Tour. And they're touring, and I'm seeing all these things where audience is sparse. I mean, it is a bizarre choice of a tour. Bill O'Reilly is not exactly all that relevant nowadays. Um, but uh, I guess Trump is, but not as relevant as he's been for the past five or six years. Uh, definitely waning in relevancy, quite frankly, especially this year. Um, but they're on tour, and apparently audience hasn't been so great. Not a lot of ticket sales in some locations. I don't know about all. Maybe there's some big, maybe there's been some hits Across the country, country's a weird place, big place, so people from all over. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe there's been sellout crowds in some of these arenas. But uh, Bill O'Reilly and Trump are talking at a recent uh, stop on the history tour. And Bill O'Reilly asked Trump a question. First, I have a little bit longer of a clip than most people are pushing around because I don't like things being cut out of context. I want to give a little bit of a context of what Trump's talking about. So here in this clip, Trump is talking about... Uh, Operation Warp Speed, and he's taking credit for the vaccines. And he's trying to tell the audience, hey, we did this, as in me and you, my supporters, couldn't do it without you folks. Um, and he's trying to get them to be sort of positive about the vaccines. It's a tough sell. Now, remember, Trump has been booed uh, at his own rallies uh, for basically talking about the vaccine and saying he's been vaccinated. Um his own audience does not like him for this, but he's trying to take credit for, according to him, speeding up the vaccine production and the vaccine rollout. Let's take a listen. But look, we did something that was historic. We saved tens of millions of lives worldwide. We, together, all of us, not me, we, we got a vaccine done, three vaccines done, and tremendous therapeutics like Regeneron and other things that have saved a lot of lives. We got a vaccine done in less than nine months that was supposed to take from five to 12 years. Because of that vaccine, because of that vaccine, millions and millions of people, I think this would have been the Spanish flu of 1917 where up to 100 million people died. This was going to ravage the country far beyond what it is right now. Take credit for it. Take I mean, 
it is true that the initial estimates for possible casualties from COVID-19 very early on in the pandemic were, were bleak. I mean, it's bleak now, don't get me wrong, but it was really bleak. They had like millions and millions of deaths worldwide. Thankfully, uh, all over the world, we uh, instituted lockdowns early on and we uh, took safety precautions, wearing masks, various different health, uh, you know, hygienic uh, measures, uh, you know, uh, various precautions. And then the vaccines were rolled out and they've been a, a boon to honestly saving lives, as Trump is saying. That's that's no doubt about it. Now, whether he actually had any role in speeding this up and whether or not he actually caused damage and led to more people dying than necessary, even after all those uh, measures were taken due to his basically ignoring of the dire situation the country, if not the entire world, was in during the early days of the pandemic. That's Put all that aside... It is true that the vaccine has undoubtedly saved lives. I mean, we can see it. Are the vaccines stopping people from getting COVID? No, that's that's true. No, never said they would completely cure you of the like. It's not a force field to keep the COVID away from you. However, you look at the data, and the odds of you getting really, really sick, and on top of that, the odds of you. The odds of you dying from COVID, if you are vaccinated, are extremely, extremely, extremely low, especially when compared to people who are unvaccinated. And that's just, that's just, that's just the, the truth. And that's what Trump is saying. Might, might be, uh, aside from him taking credit for the whole vaccine rollout, uh, that aside, everything else might be the most truthful Trump has ever been. Let's let's continue here. So far, so good. Credit for it's a great. What we've done is historic. Don't let them take it away. Don't take it away from ourselves. You're playing that. You're playing right into their hands when you sort of like, oh, the vaccine. If ah, a little bit of reverse psychology from Trump. All all the gears are working in that uh, skull today, folks. Look at look at that. Look at that bright man. Look at look at that. Look at that bright man with his weird tie coming out from underneath his uh, suit jacket. What a what an oddball! What a weird man. Uh, but anyway, uh, he's he's on point tonight, folks, with that reverse psychology. You don't want to take it. You shouldn't be forced to take it. No mandates, but take credit because we saved. Tens of millions of lives. Take credit. Don't let them take that away from you. Okay. Now, here we go. Here comes the question from Bill O'Reilly. Let's watch. So the president made news. Do you agree with that? Right? They're cheering him. They're cheering him. So far, so good. Both the president and I are vaxxed. And uh, did you get the booster? Yes. I got it, too. Okay, so. um... Don't, 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 don't. That's all. It's a very tiny group of it. Ah, so Bill O'Reilly asks him, did you get the booster? And Trump goes, there's a moment where you can tell where he's like, do I, do I disclose? And then he just decides, I guess, maybe fuck it. And he says, yes. And the crowd goes, no, no, ooh, oh. And to be fair, 
compared to the cheers beforehand, the booing crowd was smaller, was smaller, but still it was a not insignificant amount of people who were booing Trump for getting a booster vaccine, which is quite funny to me, quite funny to me. Let's listen one more time to just that end part. Both the president and I are vaxxed, and uh, did you get the booster? Yes. I got it, too. Okay, so... Um, oh, don't, 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 no, no. That's all. It's a very tiny group of it. Now, I just want to really just take, take, take this in for a second. These people, these anti-vaxxer right-wingers, are ready to die for Donald Trump. He's their god. They love him. They look up to him. Literally, we got... 50, 60, 70, 80, 90-year-old people looking up to Trump and saying, I want to be him when I grow up. It's amazing. That, you know, it's amazing. Ready to lay their lives down for this guy. And he's literally telling them, yeah, I'm taking the vaccine. I took the booster. And they've been brainwashed by him and the conspiracy theorists within his cult so much that their imaginary their imaginary version of Trump supersedes the actual Donald Trump like in their mind Trump would never like they will do whatever he wants them to do but they won't take the vaccine because in their mind they're Donald Trump he would never have us do that. He would, he would be right on, he's right on top of us. This is the guy who was telling us to take hydroxychloroquine. And telling us he would just disappear. Their imaginary Donald Trump that doesn't exist because here he is saying, oh yeah, I'm not stupid. I got money. I got means. I don't want to die. I'm taking those vaccines because I know they work. I'm getting the booster too because I know it works. He's telling them that. And they're so brainwashed by all the shit him and his supporters said over the past one, two, three, four years about all these conspiracy theories and and when COVID kicked in, his early COVID feelings and everything about it was just bullshit. It was not, you know, could disappear, something to care about. They're so brainwashed by the version of Trump that was just Trump saying whatever the hell he needed to say to try to get reelected, which isn't what he actually believes, being that you can see he got the vaccine and the booster. They're so brainwashed by that version of Trump that the real Donald Trump is telling them to do something, and they're like, no, fuck you. We only listen to Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Don't you tell me what to do, Mr. Trump. I only listen to Mr. Trump. It's incredible. It's incredible. But some things will never change about Donald Trump. And one of those things is his incredibly thin skin. Now, Bill O'Reilly went on the Dan Abrams show uh, on News Nation, which is like the former, like I think, CW or something like that, or UPN. I have no idea. But... 
it's one of those uh, former uh, shows, uh, networks, I should say, and he's on the Dan Abrams show. It's a news program. And he's Dan Abrams asks uh, Bill O'Reilly about that moment. First of all, Bill O'Reilly says that he doesn't give Trump questions beforehand. This was on the spot. Trump had, And you could tell that's true. I believe Bill O'Reilly because you could tell Trump needed a moment for the gears to work. Uh, to see if he should tell people that he is indeed vaccinated uh, and boosted. Um, but then Bill O'Reilly lets in a little more information about what happened after that moment. Let's play this clip right now from the Dan Abrams show. Pain out of it, and maybe he should have, all right? But he answered my question honestly. He didn't dodge the question, as many politicians do, all right? And I think that all the publicity, and I told him that today, call me. And I said, this is good for you. This is good that people see another side of you, not a political side. You told the truth. You believe in the vax. Your administration did it. And you should take credit for it well, because it did save, well, I don't know, hundreds of thousands not, of lives. It look, did. Uh, that, there's, that's definitely true, but it is, he is also making it political as well, right? I mean, you know, he didn't just sort of Every, view no, it from a sort of... They all do. I mean, come on. Uh, they all, they but, all look, uh, don't be little they, Bo they, Peep. Every single politician <laughs> plays to a crew. And they don't want to yeah. tell the crew anything the crew doesn't want to hear. Look, I mean, that's what we talked about this last week on cable news. Yeah. All right. We could we could stop it there. They go on. But to me, the most relevant thing was right there at the very beginning of that clip. Let me play it one more time really quick. Not the whole thing. Just that one moment. The question, as many politicians do. All right. And I think that all the publicity and I told him that today. Call me I right there. Right there. This is good for you. This is good that people see another side of you, not a political side. How do you think that part of the conversation, what do you think that phone call was about? Hey, Bill O'Reilly, just, just me, Don, calling, you know, your, your pal, former President Trump. Just uh, calling to see, uh, you know, we want to go out for lunch, maybe we'll catch a, a movie before the big show. T no. No. Because his very next thing is talking about how he had to console Donald Trump. You did the right thing, Mr. President. You did the right thing. It's good people see the side of you. Donald Trump called Bill O'Reilly after that clip, maybe after the night or after the clip went viral on social media. He called Bill O'Reilly to get basically a you know, pat on the back, you know, Bill O'Reilly rub his back, console him, hand him a tissue. There, there, Trump, you did the right thing. Trump was devastated by the fact that he got booed at his event and people online were talking about it because he has the thinnest skin in the world. And I find that so funny. I find that so funny. This heroic monster of a man that conservatives look up to. Had to call Bill O'Reilly because people on the internet were making fun of him, and Trump had to see if he was doing the right thing. Did I do the right thing? Tell the people I took the booster shot, Mr. O'Reilly. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my god, my god. And our Gray says, "Does anyone believe that phone call happened?" Oh, I do. I don't think for a second that I don't if they're still doing this tour, especially Trump definitely called him 
say, uh, Bill, what about that? You know, Bill, what about what I said last night? The people, did I do the right thing? I, I, without a doubt, that phone call happened. It's a stupid thing to lie about. I think it's hilarious. Um, we got more clips. We got more clips. What should we do next? What should we do next? A lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of stuff to get to. Oh, let's. You know what? The the turning point. All right, so turning point USA had this big. Hold on, let me see if I can even find really quick. Um. Like the ad, like the uh, the poster for it, like the um, because it is too much, too much, too much, too much. All right, here we go. Here, here's a, here's a poster for it. Let me just pull it really fast. Give me one second here. This is something else. All right. So Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk's organization, that's basically uh, a good way for Charlie Cook, Kirk. Uh, <coughs> oh, my God. <coughs> I just uh, completely botched that intro. Let me take a sip of Coca-Cola. Chris asked, does Matt not have any callers? Um, I hung up on two people because I was in the middle of the uh, Trump O'Reilly uh, thing. If you'd like to call back in callers or if you didn't call in and you're, you want to call in now, I'll, I'll take calls right now. Maybe I need a second here to uh, get in the mode here. So if you'd like to call in, uh, so before I uh, botch the intro uh, to the clip again, uh, feel free to do that right now. Uh, I am taking calls on Skype, Doom's Live. Um, and uh, while you decide whether you're calling in or not, I am going to uh, get started, I guess, on the America Fest thing. So Turning Point USA, the conservative organization that's basically, uh, honestly, the whole point of it is basically to enrich Charlie Kirk, its founder. Uh, Charlie Kirk convinces old, moneyed, conservative, Republican, big-moneyed backers to invest in his organization, which ostensibly is building a youth movement within the Republican Party, Uh is it successful? Certainly there are young people at this event. Uh, is it successful at like in the big picture or like young people all of a sudden turning conservative and mass outside of like the attendance of the Turning Point USA events? No, no, no. But pretty much complete uh, wash. If you ask me, it's just money going straight to Charlie Kirk's pocket. Um, and I've had people who formerly were involved at Turning Point USA come on this show. And tell me that. 
after leaving Turning Point USA, saying it's all basically uh, Charlie Kirk Grift. Um, but anyway, Turning Point USA held their big event just, just over the weekend and going to today, I believe, called America Fest in Phoenix, Arizona. Look at this. Look at this lineup. Look at this lineup. Confirmed speakers. For AM Fest 2021, we got Charlie Kirk, obviously. It's his event. We got uh, Tucker Carlson, Kaylee McKinney, uh, Senator Ted Cruz. Wow. Uh, Jesse Waters, Candace Owens, Jim Jordan, Donald Trump Jr., Madison Cawthorn, Kimberly Guilfoyle, Jack Posebic. Ooh. Uh, I wonder how uh, Donald Trump Jr. feels about uh, Jack's little uh, Rape Melania sign that he uh, held up at an event. And a bunch of other, uh, well, Sarah Palin at the bottom there. Well, someone's fallen from grace. Benny Johnson. Ooh, just a bunch of no-names, too. Well, wonderful. Fantastic. What, a, what an event. What, a, what an event. And... At this event, uh, there were, uh, along with these speakers, there was, uh, I don't know, uh, a lot of random bullshit. I mean, I I was looking at these clips, and really it was, you know, I was like, oh, there's got to be some good stuff here. Like, I cover this show all the time, like CPAC, uh, QAnon conferences, all the random little conservative events, big and small, that happen. Uh... The Groiper uh, America First conference, um, and usually there's something to talk about in terms of like actual content. But I'm looking at this America Fest thing, and really, uh, it, it really, it really is more like a cringe fest. For example, ooh, not this clip. Take. Let me pull it up. Okay. I mentioned, take this for example. I mentioned Benny Johnson. Here's a clip of Benny Johnson. Now, Benny Johnson's a former BuzzFeed reporter who was like a right winger. He made the famous, like, what's, a, I don't remember exactly what restaurant, but he was like, what's Burger King like on Fort, uh, I don't know, uh, one of the army bases in Texas or something. And he literally did like a picture, like a Buzzfeed listicle about this. And he was, he's, you know, he, uh, I believe he finally got fired from Buzzfeed over like plagiarism or something like that. And then he bounced around from different conservative networks. The dude is like, honestly a caricature of like a self-described social media guru, ninja wizard from like the early days of social media, like 20, like, 2008, 2009, 2007, 2010, around that era. And he still acts that way. But anyway, here is his entrance to uh, his speaking engagement at the America Fest. Oh, whoops. I forgot to put the sound up. One second. See what I mean? The meme world. Provide for your children. You will save America by doing so. They would rather oppose Trump than have you know the truth, even if it costs you your life. Hours 
is a movement of actual happiness. Mothers are running for school board. Fathers are running for city council. Students are speaking at their own school board meetings. Regular Americans are fighting for the future of their country. Our sheep like corporate media have failed us. They do not tell the truth. They do not bring you useful information about America. They certainly do not hold the powerful accountable. You are an American. You are blessed. You are part of the heritage of the greatest country the world has ever known. Oh my God. Look at him. He thinks he's like uh, a pro wrestler or something. Doing a big like entrance. With like fake paparazzis following him or something. This is literally... This is literally The Miz and John Morrison's entrance from like the early 2010s. I love you! Their character were like, they were like Hollywood. And they had like fake paparazzi roll out the red carpet for them. He really thinks he's like a movie star or something. And this is like a lame-ass conservative political conference. Here, here, let's let's show another one. Here's a Project Veritas. Now, I can't play too much of this because there's a uh, copyrighted music playing underneath it. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll lower the volume. But um, here's Project Veritas doing a whistleblower segment honoring the whistleblowers at uh, America Fest. Let's take a look. Carrie Port, CNN, whistleblower. Come on out. Come on, Carrie. Got to lower it a little bit here. There's a, there is James O'Keefe wearing a press vest. April Moore, CBS News, blew the whistle on CBS News. Come on, April. All right, so to let you know, these whistleblowers are people who went to Project Veritas basically to say, like, uh, I'm a meteor- meteorologist who wanted to cover, like, Bitcoin on my local news. And my editor said, it's not really our audience, and they nixed the Bitcoin segment. That's literally who these whistleblowers are. And so they threw away their local news career to basically become conservative zealist personalities for Project Veritas. Now they're dancing to the song. I'm not going to play the song so I don't get copyright hit. But look look at this. Like, listen, listen. I know that, like, Liberal, like the cliche liberal drama kids can be lame. This is like a thousand times lamer. I'm sorry. This is exactly why these people are conservative, honestly. Like you can tell they they wish they were in Steven Spielberg's new West Side Story, honestly. Like legitimately, they, so many failed actors um, failed musicians, et cetera, on the stage right now. That's literally what fuels the modern day conservative media, uh, personalities. That's, that's who they are. We, we know, Bill, uh, uh, what's his face? Ben Shapiro wanted to be a, a screenwriter. Um, there's countless conservative personalities who tried to be models or get gigs in Hollywood. Uh, become actors and actresses. This is this is what fuels them, and they think this is like good 
performance, I guess. I don't know what this is. But, like, I, I promise you, your SJW-filled high school uh, musical presentation uh, at your local high school is a thousand times better than anything you're seeing on stage right here. Uh, my pops in the comments, Dave Rubin wants to be a comedian and look at him. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's amazing. And uh, we got, ooh, speaking of being booed for talking about vaccines, like I just showed you that Trump clip earlier for his tour with Bill O'Reilly. Ted Cruz decided to bring up vaccines while at Turning Point USA's America Fist. And this is what happened to him. You know, my view on the vaccine, I'm pro-vaccine. I'm glad we have a vaccine. I actually think Operation Warp Speed under President Trump that cut through regulations and developed Ooh. a vaccine, I'm grateful. Mm, worst thing he ever did. But I also believe... You hear someone in the background say that's the worst thing he ever did, he being Trump? The vaccines are the worst thing Trump ever did. Let's rewind it a little bit so you hear the booze. Trump that cut through regulations and developed the vaccine. I'm grateful. Worst thing he ever did. But I also believe in individual liberty. So for those of you disagreeing, don't take the damn thing. You're adults. Make your own. It's amazing. It really is amazing what elicits cheers and applause from these people. Like, even if you are one of these, I mean, it is also very funny, before I forget, I don't want to miss this, because to me, this is my favorite part, how, again, weak these people are. Here, Ted Cruz tries to voice his uh, very half-assedly uh, pro-vaccine opinion, because he's definitely vaccinated, um, and he gets booed for it. So he immediately has to save face in front of the crowd. Is I'm sure he was shaking. His knees were getting, you know, palms were sweaty. Mom's spaghetti. Knees weak. Uh, he had to immediately segue into, but but you don't have to take it. I, I mean, vaccines, schmaxines. I mean, who really knows, right? I mean, just cheer me, please. Applause, please. Oh, don't hurt me. I mean, it is amazing. It is amazing. You see how quick these people drop? Like These are proud conservatives. We Freedom of speech in this country. Free to speak my mind. I will say whatever I want unless you boo me and then I'll quickly do an about face, turn 180, and I will just tell you exactly what you want to hear because I have no convictions. I just don't want to be booed on stage. It is amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. But anyway, also, how lame. How lame are you to cheer something like that? I, I can't even imagine. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not going around cheering vaccines. So I think it's, I mean, I'm glad they exist. I'm very happy they exist. I think they're great. But I'm not, like, audibly going, woohoo, vaccinations, babe. Like, that's just, just corny-ass shit. Can you imagine? So the opposite is corny-ass shit, too. Like, we're adults, like Ted Cruz said. We don't need to, like, cheer things as if we're 
watching The Wiggles or Sesame Street Live and they just got to our favorite song, The ABCs. I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. So weird. So weird. Bizarre. And, of course, can't forget about this. Can't forget about this. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse was a speaker at this event. And Turning Point USA and the audience gave him a rock star standing ovation. And it's it, it it's sickening. It really is. It, it is. And I will talk about let's, let's watch it first, and then we'll talk more about this. Get loud. <laughs> I just want you to know that that is indeed a custom Kyle Rittenhouse entrance song. Honestly, listen, it is a custom-made Kyle Rittenhouse theme song. Uh, Depraved. Areas on stage, they have like the fire blowing in the background, like the fireworks, the pyrotechnics. you to understand what's going on here like wherever you stand on Kyle Rittenhouse and you know what my opinion is on Kyle Rittenhouse that uh, the dude specifically went there that night looking to cause trouble he can spin it however he wants you show up at a Black Lives Matter protest with a gun there's only one group of people you're intending on shooting. Uh, I mean, unless he was going down there to shoot the police, which we know, being that he loved the police and dreams, dreamt of being a police officer and basically looked up to them and was, you know, becoming buddy-buddy with them all night, as opposed to basically not doing that with the Black Lives Matter protesters. Uh, we know then that he was there with the intention that if he's going to use that gun, uh, it was going to be against one group of people. And it was the Black Lives Matter protesters. And uh, regardless of whether you think he was in it was self defense, uh, again he went there with a gun. The only person who shot and killed two people, maiming a third. And you know, the justice system worked how the justice system works. And they were not able to uh, convince the jury beyond a reasonable doubt that he. Uh, 
didn't act in self-defense and he walked and that's just that's just what it is i've i've had this i've had debates i've had discussions this is what it is but wherever you stand on this whether you think he was acting in self-defense and he was in the and he shouldn't have gone to jail and he did what he had to do or you think more in line with what i think um there you have to understand that they are basically the the conservative movement is basically cheering him N- not because of the self-defense thing. Like, I want you to understand this. Like, that might be how why he got off and what he's claiming. And that might be what he uh, is going around trying to spin this as. But you don't give a rock star entrance to someone in modern conservatism for just self-defense. Because then there's plenty of people who've acted in self-defense uh, who aren't in the same situation as Kyle Rittenhouse. Like, we could bring out people who actually had to uh, shoot to save their life, to save someone else's life. I mean, there are plenty of legit self-defense cases out there that we could uphold and cheer on if we really wanted to. I mean, if that's who you are, if you're someone who believes that guns are there for you to use in a case of self-defense when you need to use it, there are certainly cases that fit that bill. Um... But they're going with Kyle Rittenhouse. And the reason they're going with Kyle Rittenhouse, the thing that makes his self-defense case different than all those others is that Kyle Rittenhouse went to a Black Lives Matter protest and shot and killed two Black Lives Matter protesters. I mean, that's what they're cheering. They're cheering a guy who didn't just act in self-defense. They're cheering a guy who killed two people who they view as being on the left, being a BLM supporter, being uh, protesters they disagree with. That's what this is. That's what this is. I mean, there's no way you can argue anything but. And for anyone who thought anything about Kyle Rittenhouse in a positive light, you know, I saw there were some takes where there was like, you know, maybe he'll see that he got lucky and then he'll use, he'll have a second lease on life and use, I didn't think that for a second, but I saw those takes. I mean, I knew exactly what he was going to go for. He was going for it before the the case even started with the Proud Boys. He knew what it, exactly how this was going to end up for him as long as he got off. Um, he's set for the rest of his life because of this. Um, anyone who thought this, anyone who believed that bullshit he put out there where he supported what the Black Lives Matter protesters uh, did and, and stood for, just not the rioting part, but he, he agreed with the message they were trying to spread before the rioting happened, of course. Uh, I, I think you should kick yourself in the ass and punch yourself in the face and know that, you know, this is, uh, you know, never make that mistake again. As well-intentioned as it may have been, never make that mistake again to give these type of people the benefit of the doubt. Because if he did feel that way, he would not be showing up at these events. He would not be taking the in the hero's welcome. He would feel somber about shooting and killing two people, even if he feels like he acted in the right. He did what he had to do to save his life. Which is what his defense argued and the jury believed and agreed. If he really believed that, he would still feel Horrible for the end outcome. Happy that, you know, he's even saying this, you know, I I, I wouldn't, I, I wish I didn't go there, but being that I was there, I don't regret what I did for a second. 
That's not. This is not how someone who who actually believes that acts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is an individual who is quite happy with what he did. He certainly would do it again. Uh, he knows what the outcome of it was. It was uh, a very short period of uncomfortableness and worry about his future, followed by hitting the fucking lottery. Because that's exactly, exactly what this is. I mean, if if you really were not someone who basked in killing these two people and you were upset with how it went down and you have, you know, he said he doesn't regret doing what he had to do to save his life, fine. But, you know, you wish it didn't go down that way. If you really believe that, you wouldn't be treating what you did like it was some big heroic accomplishment and be basking in it. It's that simple. It's that simple. I mean, but this is what the conservative movement is now. I mean, you should be worried about this. It is unhealthy that this is the type of reaction, and, and there's nothing comparable on the left. You can, anyone who wants to say any bullshit, I, I don't know, I've been reading the chat, but I see that there's some sort of argument. There's nothing comparable to this. There's nothing comparable to this. I mean, don't forget that literally weeks, I think it was weeks, shortly, let's let's be, let me give myself some leeway here, shortly, not long after Kyle Rittenhouse shot and killed two people and shot a third in Kenosha, there was a confrontation between far right-wing gangs and Antifa, and I believe it was Portland, which ended in a Patriots prayer guy shooting bear mace into someone's face and that person pulling out a gun and shooting him in response. And that person apparently, uh, according, well, not apparently, uh, according to the right, he was Antifa. He later came out and said he had Antifa. You know, he he agreed with Antifa, but he wasn't like formally because there is no Antifa group. But he was a left leaning protester or someone with left leaning ideology. And what was the reaction to that? Literally, the president of the United States, Donald Trump, put out a hit on that left winger, uh, Michael Reinhold. Which turned into basically a legit manhunt in this country, which ended with police straight up assassinating the guy with what uh, witnesses who saw what went down said was an assassination, honestly. They said that the guy never pulled out a weapon. Reinhold never pulled out a weapon. The police drove up to him. Guns are blazing. I mean, I ha- I did a interview with the local news reporters who were on top of this case, uh, where they discovered that one of the uh, one, one of the police cars driving down to 
Michael when they found Michael Reinhold, one of the police cars that were driving down there, the cop in the passenger seat started firing from inside his vehicle through his own car's windshield. That's how the bloodlust was to assassinate Michael Reinhold. Who will never know what really happened. He never will have his day in court because, again, he's dead. But based on the video evidence, it seems highly likely he could have also had a self-defense argument, being that he was just sprayed in the face with bear mace, possibly didn't even know what the guy was pulling out when the guy reached for something. The Patriot Prayer guy was reaching for something. There's nothing equivalent like this. And, and you know what? If Michael Reinhold lived and had his day in court, there would be no deifying him like this. I can guarantee you that. There would be no deifying him on this level, at the very least. Perhaps there'd be some people who like that he stood up just to like, you know, to compare to Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm sure there would be the comparisons, and that's why. But there wouldn't be some sort of leftist event where he got a rock star reception. I don't even think he would be invited as a speaker because we don't, I mean, that's just not the point. We deal with ideologies. I just, you know. Let, let me take a. Let, let me take a, a call now. We got a caller on the line. One second. Hey, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, man. What's going on? It's Omega. How are you? Hey, Omega. What's up? What did you talk about? Well, I wanted to get into the, that bit of the call right now. So you were saying and, um, and all the jokes people were cracking on Trump uh, earlier. It was like ridiculous. You kind of missed it. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. I honestly just... But honestly, in all actuality, with this whole thing with Kyle, it's like I I don't it it makes absolutely no fucking I can curse on here, of course I can. Um, it makes like little to no sense that um this dude is getting treated like all this, and he wants to keep claiming like I've gotten into so many online debates with people left and right all over the fucking place, like about like oh this and that, this man defended himself, this did that, he's traumatized and all that, and. A lot of these people are also trying to use the justification of like, well, these people have had their histories. I'm like, here's a problem with that. Like, do I agree with what those people did in their lives prior? Of course not. Nobody does. Nobody's an angel in this situation to begin with. So let's get that moving. Right. And was it already kind of escalated? A little bit. Because all this stuff of, I mean, you even showed it yourself how many people are just like already so amped up. Him going there added nothing but like just more violence to it. Right. And the I mean, I mean, was just a lot for everything, right, pretty much. Right. I mean, on top of that, he also had no idea what their background was. Um, also, on top of that, these people were all, like, out. It's not like these were criminals on the run, the, the people he shot. These were people who did their time and paid their their dues. And, I mean, I don't. Uh, this country has a bizarre view on, on, on what, you know, you know obviously— a lot of people think, oh, you were in prison and you're just always on you or whatever. My view is you did your time. That's it is what it is. You're out. Uh, and, that, you know, that, that that's that. Uh, but, you know, this country, uh, in terms of uh, aside from those specific views people have, this country uh, as a whole, like what it was like its belief should be is that they 
paid their, you know, they 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 spent their time in jail. They're out. And legally, they were allowed to attend this event, this protest. They were allowed to be out there. Like, the idea that these were, like, criminals and Kyle shot people, like, it is what it is. You don't need to like these people. You don't need to think they're good people. But the system just put put them back out there because they spent their time that, uh, you know, the court gave them in prison and they were out. Exactly. And, like, the other thing is, what if somebody were to come on the stage there and say somebody wanted to like say they wanted to host a debate with Kyle on there? What's he gonna do? Pull a Danny DeVito or like the encore outro of uh, Eminem's album and just be like, "Yeah, just you know, shoot everybody up." Like it's literally just it set such a bad precedent, and it's like George Zimmerman was like kind of like a far it's kind of a far cry from George Zimmerman a little bit, but at the same time, it's not because it's like. It's 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 okay. it's very okay. much like George Zimmerman, but the reason they didn't deify George Zimmerman to this level is because there really necessarily wasn't a political bent to that. Like, I mean, obviously George Zimmerman was is racist for seeing a young black uh, uh, man, uh, and a really, a, too, really, really, really a kid. Uh, walking yeah. walking in an area that he deemed wasn't right for him to be walking in, but there really wasn't no political ideology connected to it. Like it was uh, essentially like a, a a street brawl or domestic, like something like like that. Obviously, with, with and that's why they did or like a domestic uh, issue. There really wasn't like it wasn't like they were at a protest or they got into a political argument or there was some sort of. But for Rittenhouse. It is inherently political, and they view him as a right-wing hero due to that. Like, if George Zimmerman shot uh, Trayvon Martin at a Black Lives Matter event, uh, he would probably have gotten the same uh, heroic, uh, you know, uh, parade, a ticker tape parade, I'm sure. I mean, they already did side with him. Uh, they, They did defend him. But they would have thrown him a ticker tape parade if this happened at a at a politically charged uh, event or even within a politically uh, charged moment. Yeah, and on top of that, a lot of people do consider that to be like the catalyst for the Black Lives Matter movement as a whole because obviously this kid was doing nothing wrong, just walking through a neighborhood. And even if he did have like any kind of like things that he was into as a teenager that maybe like that may upset like you know his parents or whatever thing is is that that still would not give anybody the right because at the end of the day that's still a, a kid that was still a kid and in Kyle's case it's like those are people who disagreed with you and maybe there was a warning shot fired but nobody was like what this is what I told people if they're not a trigger pull away from doing something to you and causing some serious damage you don't pull yours out and then decide to just pop, 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 and just unload on them. It's like, this is not Grand Theft Auto or whatever stupid, like, other video games out there where you could just, like, do that to no consequences. Like, no, this is, like, right. this is a situation where these people do not come home and they probably, they probably reformed even. And they probably reformed and they were probably still, like, a bit, you know, a bit more, like, amped up, you know, because of how things were in that protest. And one of them even had a situation where it's like, okay, less likely to be rehabilitated because of the sexual related charges and shit like that, which I won't get into, but it still does not give you the right to be 
judge, jury, and executioner in that moment in time. Well, he also doesn't know. He had no idea who he was dealing with. Like, it's that simple. The idea that Kyle Rittenhouse took out this guy because he, like, just, he knew nothing about this guy. I mean, let's put it this way. Uh, there were other people there that night with guns. Kyle Rittenhouse was the only one that this guy went after. Uh, from other clips I've seen, it's clear that Kyle Rittenhouse was uh, harassing people with his gun, quite frankly. And then on top of that, this also wouldn't have happened if Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, on top of his behavior, uh, this also wouldn't have happened if Kyle Rittenhouse just didn't bring the gun. He, that's the only reason he was targeted by um, uh, uh, Rosenbaum in the first place as someone to to like try to disarm or whatever Rosenbaum was trying to do. I mean, it's just that simple. Yeah, and let's and also what a lot of people have not mentioned, which made the rounds for a time, the video of him beating up that girl that's a few years younger than him, and in the very least, and then like half his size, but he just beat her like she was a grown woman attacking his sister. It's like I understand defending your sibling, but he went so overboard that whoever was recording actually had to come out and intervene, seeing that whole fight go out of control. And there's like TNT Cobb with like freaking glasses, but he's still like, he, he's obviously got a predisposition for violence. And it's like, I'm sorry. Like, I would have kind of, I would have like, I have younger siblings. I would not have gone that far if somebody were to do that unless like, unless somebody really threatened him or like completely beat him up or whatever. But either way, it's like, you don't go that overboard. So that clearly says, hey, this person has like some internalized like, um, anger issues or whatever that he's got to deal with or whatever like stuff that he's got built up within him where he feels a need to use violence to combat that it's like that's not the way to go it never is and then all you just do is just like what just escalate the situation further it's like you're only 18 and yeah you want to be a cop and i guess you i mean you'll be welcome there with open arms but like give me a break dude it's like you're not a not a hero whatsoever ever right right well uh well, anything else you want to wasn't there another topic you wanted to talk about? Or nah, you... And thanks for humoring me with my Lindsey Graham impression on the show the other day, by the oh, way. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Oh, that was, uh, that was you. Very, very, you know, you tried. Valiant effort, but it's hard to, uh, hard to keep that up. Yeah, I couldn't get through my laugh. I had another bit I wanted to do with that, but I was like, no, 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 I can't do it without just like busting out laughing. And then I, w- I was at the office at my job and people would have been like, what the hell's going on in there? <laughs> Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure to talk to uh, you, Omega. Take care. All right. You too, man. Have a great holiday season or Merry Christmas. Who knows? I don't know what you celebrate. Don't care. Just have a good one. <laughs> Likewise, and, and as a fellow parent, may you not be as exhausted afterwards. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take care, my friend. Right. Also, I don't mean I didn't care what he's... I meant like in the terms of whether you say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. I was doing a call back to the first clip we played. Just wanted to make sure I wasn't being a dick. Um all right, let's get to... Oh, we got another call. Let's take it. Hey, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Matt. It's Tony from Texas. Hey. Sappy solstice to you. Oh, happy solstice <laughs> to you, too. I see you're, you have your webcam on. Mind if I bring you up on the feed? Please do. All right, here we go. Uh, hey, so what would you like to talk about? 
Um, I guess uh, a few rapid fire um, uh, observations about some of the clips from tonight, and Ooh, then uh, let's do it. Uh, so uh, I already typed this out in chat, but like this whole this whole uh, right wing reaction to their dear leaders uh, saying like pro vaccine things because these dear leaders understand that if their base doesn't get vaccinated um, a lot of them are going to die out a lot sooner than they would have otherwise because you know they're old, old fox news watchers and stuff um yeah, but there you know it's like somebody being like have a nice day and turn around being like don't tell me how to live my life oh god it's like so such a napoleon dynamite sort of reaction from these these right wingers um and it would be it'd be hilarious if it wasn't like costing people their lives right and, um, and you know the people who die obviously you know regardless of who they vote for they are they're they're, they're the dupes honestly i mean they're they're usually uh you know not the ones pulling the shots you don't agree with them you don't agree who they vote for but i mean they're not the ones who are you know they're 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 probably negatively affected by uh a what they're voting for and b the shit they're being brainwashed with uh, just as much as you as as we are, so it's, that's the real sad thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't, yeah, you don't necessarily feel bad for them, but uh, you know, just just something to have in mind. Yep, yep. Um, and then the whole the whole Rittenhouse thing, like, um, I wish I got thrown that kind of parade just for doing like my bullshit job. Because I feel like it's a it's a much so many so many people working in like retail and food service and that sort of thing they deserve those kinds of uh, uh, shows of appreciation because they do truly heroic things on a daily basis Um, and uh, going 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 someplace to uh, to to pick a fight and find an excuse to shoot people dead is not heroic. Um, and, uh, and yeah, right wingers, they really know how to praise cowardice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, uh, la- last, last thing before I hop off, cause I gotta go, I gotta go crash to go to my bullshit job, um, in the morning. Uh, but, um, PSA, if you're in a store this holiday season to do whatever kind of, you know, shopping you gotta do for the holidays, um, if you got something that you don't want to buy anymore, don't just leave it in a random spot. Don't, 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 don't leave a cheese and meat tray on the shoe shelves. Don't, don't stick your gum on the shelving where the loose panties are kept. Like, don't, don't be gross. It is minimum wage people that are having to clean that shit up after you, and we do not get paid extra per mess that we clean. That's that, not a thing. If if that was a thing, <laughs> oh, that, would, that was a thing. Management would be, would be much more on top of customers leaving messes. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I would purposely make a mess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then it would be appreciated because it's like, all right, bonus check. Um, but as it stands, it's just like more things on the to-do list before I got to punch out. So yeah, be kind, be kind to the retail folks working during the holiday season. Cause this is, this is not a relaxation time of the year for most folks. This is kicking to high gear and, and really bust ass time of the year. So absolutely treat, treat, uh, it's, you know, my, this actually might be, I feel like, I feel like at this point in time and now, uh, you know, we're, we're now December 21st. I feel like there's going to be those last minute shoppers. I'm sure they're going to cause a lot of agita, but 
I feel like we are past the worst for retail workers. I think. I think. The next couple of days, we'll get through it, and and then we'll and we're already getting ready for Valentine's Day. So, is Valentine's Day a, a, a big issue for retail workers? I mean, it's just any any time there's like a holiday thing that's like a whole bunch of like displays and cardboard right, ways right, that we right. gotta like go set up and then stock with extra inventory that's come in mm-hmm. just to fill these displays. And yeah, there's just, it, no matter, it, no matter the holiday, if it's, if there's like specialized merchandise for it, which if it's a holiday in the U S there's special. So you must commodities love, like, for you it. must love like August and September, right? Where there's like nothing. Well, it's back to school sales. Oh, like, right. Like, yeah. Oh, there's like always, company, there's company, always something then. There's always something. It, well, it's all manufactured. It's all right. it's all mind games right. to get people to buy things. And they'll well, come to be up fair, with I love, I love uh, – there's two holidays that I think should exist and everything else can go. we got Halloween and Christmas. Everything else, hit the road. Don't care. <laughs> you know, I'm down with holidays. I just wish we weren't, you know, commodifying them like everything else. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, thanks for taking my call, Matt. Don't forget to check your Patreon messages. Oh my gosh, did uh, I still not get it to you? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I promise. I promise I will get it to you eventually. Eventually, I want to. I want to. I want to be in the uh, in the Discord to 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 corral people into like an art night because there's a there's an art night every Friday with the MR Discord. You are on. You're on Skype right now with me. Hold on. Uh Hold on one second. I don't want to. I don't want this to to go on any longer. I'm feeling guilty. Uh, oh my god, I can't find it. Hold on, uh, one second. <laughs> We're gonna do this live right here on air. One second. On air. Uh, let me find this. Let me find this. Found it. Found it. Where it wrote? It just disappeared. All right. Found it. Found it. Hold on. Here, pulling up Skype. I'm sending you. That majority report background that you wanted yes. for artistic purposes. Yes. Because um, I can't, I can't, I feel terrible. So I'm going to forget if we don't do it right now. Boom. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, Boom. perfect. Thank you. And then I just sent you my Discord handle so you can send me that uh, Discord invite. Oh, man. I owed you two things. My God. What a failure I am. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. You're good. That one I'll get to you. I don't want to keep it going any longer, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get that one to you. I promise. Thanks again. Oh, and, what am I? Uh, what am I saying? I'm gonna forget. One, everybody, just hold on while I get the Discord link for for Tony. And if and if I don't have this, if you don't have the Discord link, anybody listening, you need to reach out to me and I'll get this to you too, because this is unacceptable for me. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. If you are Patreon, I should say that's that's how you get the Discord link. Uh, so don't gotta gotta be a patron. Uh, uh, where here we go? Invite people. Uh, here it is, Tony. Again, apologies for the delay here. Quite all right. I forgive you. Boom. Huzzah. All right, uh, Tony. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Have a great one. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Sappy Solstice, Matt. Bye. Bye. All right, folks.
Um, all right, I got, I got, uh, how many more clips? I got two stories to get to. One is a clip. Um, let me see. Uh, let's do the story first, and then we'll end with the clip. So, Sentencing, uh, excuse me, sentencing was yesterday for one of the Trump supporters who stormed the Capitol on January 6th, we're, we're, it's almost a year ago now, geez, um, one of the people who attempted to uh, force Mike Pence into somehow overturning the 2020 presidential election, which saw Joe Biden completely legitimately win, Um in uh, lieu of uh, Donald Trump uh, being reelected, which they believe is the real uh, result, which is not true. It's not the real result. But um, Devlin Thompson will find himself in prison for four years for storming the Capitol that day. He uh, apparently... Uh, was trying to throw a speaker at police officers, the Capitol Police officers. Uh, instead, he hit a fellow January 6th defendant. Um, he got 46 months, so, so just a little bit short of four years. But, but the reason I'm talking about this individual specifically, his defense said that he had the coping skills of a four-year-old his mom said he's been easily tricked by others before. Um, def his defense continued. Uh, although Mr. Thompson is 28 years old, he functions in many ways as a young child. Mr. Thompson's understanding of what was transpiring was naive and inaccurate due to his autism. Um, he seems to regret it. On Trump, he said, I have disdain for him for leaving us hanging. If he knew there was no security, no activity, why would he send upset people? There was nothing to hold their attention. His actions were inconceivable. He created a lot of problems and he didn't even go. He put, to, put together a cost-benefit analysis of his attending January 6th, uh, the January 6th storming of the Capitol, and his cost-benefit analysis is pretty uh, amazing to see. Here it is. Um, cost... I lost my job, lost stock options, the lost damaged reputation, lost house in Georgia, tons of money in attorney fees, face on New York Times, MSNBC, etc., face on bus stop ads, put on FBI list, contributed to overall scene and psychological damage to officers, benefits. I can't think of a single benefit. Um, you know, this is exactly the type of person that I, I mentioned previously on the dupes who were convinced to go down there basically to just serve as pawns, bodies for the more organized groups and organizations who had uh, more planned, pre-planned, premeditated uh Courses of action 
Uh, do I feel uh, bad for him? Mm, I mean, it's unfortunate that this individual found himself in that situation. That's that's for sure. Uh, it seems like uh, he was taken advantage of. Do I think he's spending a lot of time behind bars? Uh, yes. Uh, are there people who get a lot worse for a lot less? That also is the case, but I also think their uh, sentences are bullshit too. Um, I mean, but this is this is the type of individual that not all of them, but this is a a sampling of a portion of the type of individuals who were tricked to go down there. Uh, but the reason I bring up his specific case is this right here. He was asked. Prior to the incident, this is when, uh, you know, his, um, when he was being uh, uh, interrogated. Prior to the incident, how many hours per week would you say you spent researching political websites? And uh, Devlin Thompson replied, 15 to 20 hours per week. Does that include podcasts that I listen to? including podcasts, probably 30 to 40 hours per week. I was thirsty for news that wasn't being censored. Ready for this? I listened to Tim Pool, Disaffected Liberal, Dave Rubin. I met Dave Rubin when he was on tour. I was reading Pundits, Gateway, a.k.a. Gateway Pundit, The Federalist, Zero Hedge, and The Gray Zone. I was reading them for balance. They were willing to cover things that were more taboo. I want to say that when he says taboo, he is likely talking about bullshit, misinformation, disinformation. Um, that is an interesting list. That is an interesting list. I mean, if you're on that list, I would, and and you don't view yourself as a right wing channel, and I'm talking about one very in particular. I, I don't know how you look at this and say to yourself that. Uh, at least I ask yourself, how did we get on that list with these uh, other obviously far right wing bullshit media outlets? I mean, I, I would question the work that I do if I was on this list. If it was a mix, like if this guy was like, oh, I was listening to Tim Pool, but also listening to... TYT, and, you know, I was listening to Dave Rubin, but I was also listening to, like, uh, I don't know, uh, Chapo or uh, any other leftist podcast or new whatever. If it was an actual mix, I'd be like, okay, this is just a guy who was looking for independent, non-mainstream media. But this is not the case. I mean, it sounds like he was fooled into thinking this was. You know how Tim Pool likes to pretend he's not a right winger. But I mean,
there you have it. This is what uh, sends people to storm the Capitol with the belief that Donald Trump really won the presidential election, which he did not. NR Gray says, a little surprising Dor isn't on that list. Yeah, maybe he just never discovered him. Who's the disaffected liberal? I wasn't familiar with that one. But yeah, if anyone was wondering, I was talking about the gray zone, specifically. If I'm, uh, you know, if I'm those guys. I'd wonder why that, that individual looked at my, looked at my body of work the same as he looked at the Gateway Pundits or Tim Pool or the Federalist. I would really do some deep soul searching, honestly. I mean, Max Blumenthal probably wouldn't do it now being that he's made the total turn. But the other guys. Uncle Devin. Poole was parodied on SNL. That was pretty cool. He was? Chris Burt says he didn't look at it the same. He said he read Grey Zone for Balance. That's not what it says. He said he was reading... All of those for what he perceived as balance. So you got the Gateway Pundit, the Federalist, and Zero Hedge on one side, and you're claiming that the gray zone is the thing on the other scale that's balancing it out? That's not what this guy's talking about. He thinks he's reading all independent media, and that's a balanced diet of media. That's not what he's, uh, he's not saying. Because where, where's the balance other than the gray zone? In his view, he was reading these independent media outlets as balanced to the mainstream. All right, let's get to this clip, and then that's the show. Chris says he's not watching the mainstream. How is it balanced from? This dude is totally watching, like, Fox News or Newsmax or OAN. The question was specifically about online media, political websites. That the, the the entirety was the balance, because he views online political news as independent, 
providing him something taboo as a whole. If if this was your if if this was your only news diet, you wouldn't view it as more taboo because it would just be the normal news you read. I mean, I see what you're saying, or what you're saying, Chris, but I, I don't think that was what this guy means. I mean, I, I could look more into it and find out, but from my understanding. All right, this last clip, and then uh, let's uh, have a wonderful holiday uh, day, Merry Christmas, etc. cetera. Uh, no, not this one. All right, here we go. All right, so this might be one of the most hilarious cable news clips I've ever seen. I mean, this isn't a brain fart moment. This isn't a momentary memory lapse or uh, you misspoke. This is someone... So clueless, saying something completely wrong as if they are experts on the matter. And they just happen to be a former congresswoman, now CNN contributor. This is Mia Love, former Republican congresswoman from Utah on the left. With uh, CNN's, uh, what is it, Jim Sciotti or whatever it is. And he's they're, they're on with uh, also uh, uh, the young Kennedy the third, the one who lost to uh, Senator Maki. And you just, you just have to. They're talking about Manchin and Manchin basically killing Build Back Better. Uh, which I'm none too happy about, as are many people. Um... But, I, I mean, I, you got to just watch it. You got to just watch it. It's, oh, my God. Now, I just want to remind you as we watch this. Joe Manchin is the senator, longtime senator, of West Virginia. Union representing coal miners says they want him to reconsider his opposition to build back better. Uh, Joe Biden? Uh, sorry, Joe Manchin marches to his own tune. Uh, do you think that could make a difference? Look, I think any constituency from within West Virginia that is going to raise their voice about this is going to matter to Senator Manchin. It matters. Congresswoman Love and I, would, I think, would say the same thing. Mm -hmm. When your constituents are chiming in on an issue, it matters. Right? Of course it does. It matters an awful lot more than you know, some interest group from across the country that you don't represent, you weren't elected to represent, and that can't, doesn't have any... any uh, leverage over how you're going to vote. Your home state, your home communities, your constituencies is something very different. And obviously for a community like the coal miners uh, in West Virginia that have such a deep legacy in that state and an affiliation with uh, Senator Manchin that he, I think, is quite proud of putting forward the fact that he will always try to speak for the people of West Virginia. Mm -hmm. When you hear loud yeah, and clearly constituencies like the, the coal miners saying, hey, if you're going to do that, we want you to change your vote. I think that matters. 
Mia, sorry. But remember, this is Virginia. Remember what happened with Youngkin and the fact that he was able to win. And the way that he was able to do that was because he was listening to his constituents. He was listening and laser focused on what was going on in Virginia. So I think that this is a lesson that Virginia is not happy with the bill as it is currently. And so Joe Manchin is actually doing, I think, the president a favor and himself a favor by saying, I am not going to just go along to get along. Well, we'll see if they can find some middle ground here. Uh, Joe Kennedy, Mia Love, thanks so much, and, and Merry Christmas to both of you. Merry thanks Christmas. So Coming up. I'm speechless. I'm speechless. How? 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 How does a former congresswoman, 2015 to 2019, and CNN political contributor, whatever she is, she works for, she is paid by CNN now. Does she not know that West Virginia isn't just like Western Virginia? Does she not know that West Virginia is its own state and that Virginia actually has two senators who are who are not Joe Manchin? And then Joe Manchin, along with another senator, are senators in a state that is called West Virginia? And again, this is not a slip of the tongue. Oh, just had a Brit note because she comes in with the, the Virginia governor's race, right? Right? And Kennedy over here said West Virginia about a dozen times before Mia Love came on. So he, it's not like it wasn't in her head. She, uh, whoops. I mean, and then she had the, pre- the prepared rebuttal. With Youngkin winning the governor's race in Virginia, as if that has any bearing or relation to West Virginia. I mean, they're 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 next to each other. They vote very differently. Very different constituencies. For example, one's deep red, and the other one's been fairly consistently leaning blue. And and how does it's not really Kennedy's place, so I'll give him a pass, even though that's a clear opening to to just completely knock someone on the other side live on TV if you wanted to. But how how does CNN, how does the anchor, not correct her, not call her out on this? I mean, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Incredible. Incredible. I, I want to watch it again, honestly. Just, just Mia loves... It's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you hear it loud yeah. and clearly, 
constituencies like the, the coal miner saying, hey, if you're going to do that, we want you to change your vote. I think that matters. Yeah, sorry. But remember, this is Virginia. Remember, it's not. It happened with Youngkin and the fact that he was able to win. And the way that he was able to do that was because he was listening to his constituents. He was listening and laser focused on what was going on in Virginia. So I think that this is a lesson that Virginia is not happy with the bill as it is currently. And so Joe Manchin is. Mm doing, I think, the president a favor and himself a favor by saying, I am not going to just go along to get along. I mean, just just phoning it in. Just phone. I mean, she, was she even paying attention or is she really not? I, I, I don't know. Amazing. Amazing. All right, folks. This has been a fantastic year with you guys. Um, there'll be no show next Tuesday. That's for sure. Um, stay tuned for the the stream for next week. Uh, I'll give you guys an update. Probably do a Thursday clip show or something like that, like this one. And then we'll get back into guests in the new year. Um, if you'd like to get me a Christmas gift or holiday gift or a Hanukkah gift or a, whatever you celebrate gift, patreon.com slash mapbender to support the show could also give a one-off donation uh, by going to my Twitter profile on your mobile device where you'll find links in the tip jar on my profile to my cash app, my Venmo. Um, could also, if you have Amazon prime subscription, go to twitch.tv slash Matt Binder and you get a free subscription to any channel of your choice. Um, also you could support this show. Can't support it on YouTube right now. Still demonetized. But um, doomedcast.com for the podcast version of the show. Uh, do subscribe to the YouTube channel, though, at youtube.com slash mattbinder. Um, rate this podcast.com slash doomed. Give this podcast some ratings. Also, that crypto show is creeping up. I'm, I'm Honestly, I'm so pumped for it. I'm really excited. I think you guys are really going to like it. And I think it, 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 it's going to be good. Um... Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. I I'm really looking forward to, to, I mean, I've been doing the Christmas stuff with my kids. Tons of fun. I love it. If you got kids, I guess this is, this is very different. You know, so, so if you don't have kids and you hate Christmas, I, I could understand. But if you got kids, I love it. They're excited. And it's not just about the gifts. They love. They love the light. We took them on a, like a, a drive through the lights, like the houses, like the area with lots of lights on houses or whatever. Like you know, some neighborhoods do that, and they were like flipping out. They saying like this was the, this is the best thing ever. It was, you know, it's not all about the presents. Kids just love this stuff. Well, good kids love this stuff. Bad kids just care about the presents. All right, folks. <laughs> Uh, take care. Uh, have a, a great holiday. Uh, continue the war on Christmas. Uh, but uh, also enjoy Christmas. And I'll see you all next time on Doom.